You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Hi, my question is about facilitating authentically when your personal life is going through a challenging time or your mental health is challenging or there's some adversity. How do you show up being real without bringing that in? Is that even possible? Because I w- obviously I just want to be authentic when I teach, but I'm not always happy. I'm not always in a good place. I'm not always feeling like, yay, how do I show up in that truth without it being projected onto the class that I'm teaching or the client that I'm seeing? Obviously through my own self-practice and through my own sadhana, these things will support me. But I'm just wondering if, if you can be in your truth without it being, I guess, like a Debbie Downer. <laughs> in your class bringing everybody down yeah I think that's my question how to keep your authenticity during challenging and difficult times yeah this is such an important question and I love that you're asking it because it means that being authentic is important to you if you have been a yoga teacher for any amount of time you've had to teach during a challenging time because human nature is to weave in and out of adversity to the point that if we don't experience actual adversity, our brains are going to make up adversity. So this is a really universal experience. And sometimes that adversity is real. Sometimes that adversity is huge and overpowering. So I respect and admire your desire to not shove it under the rug and not hide it. At the same time, I recognize that you want to be respectful of your students. You don't want to project on your students or affect their experience in a negative way. And having personally, having taught yoga for 18 years, I have been through quite a few significant challenges, including the death of my mother, which I have talked about in a previous episode that I'll link to in the show notes. But all of us have multiple sides to ourselves. So even when we're experiencing adversity, most of us also have the capacity to experience some joy and pleasure in life. I think that is one of the signs of really severe depression is when you cannot experience any joy in life. That to me would be a signal to stop teaching. Like if you are to the point where you cannot, where you don't have that multiple multi-layered experience and it's really all challenge 100% of the time, that would not be the right time to show up as a teacher. But for most of us, I remember even during the time when my mother was really sick, that there was, it actually heightened some of the beauty 
some of the other beauty I was able to experience at the same time. So it was a really interesting juxtaposition. And when I would show up to teach, it would not be about me in those moments. I'd really show up in service. And by showing up in service and by focusing on my students, I actually experienced some healing and some peace that was really supportive and soothing for me. So the first thing I would say is to create conditions as much as possible where before you teach, you have some time for you to tap into your desire to be of service so that when you show up in the front of the room and you start talking to people, I mean, maybe you don't even talk to people. You, you might um, create a situation where you really enter in silence. That would be okay too. But when you take the role of the teacher on that you've sort of allowed the rest of your circumstances to drop into the background and brought your intention to support the people who are your students to the front. Now, if you live in a tightly knit community, other people, your students might be aware of some of the challenges that are going on in your life and they might ask you about them. So in that case, it would be very appropriate to share openly, to share from a place of tapping into your own inner wisdom where you can feel the different angles to your challenge, right? Some, sometimes when we're in the thick of a challenge, all we can see is like one side of the story. And that's, I think, generally when we feel the most pain. But if we can step back and see our story with a bit more context around it, then it's not that the pain goes away, but it's like we're less invested in the pain. And so ideally, if we're going to be talking about our challenge when we're teaching, that we have that type of relationship to it where we're able to discuss it in a way that is helpful for the students. So what I'm trying to say is I generally wouldn't show up in the beginning of class and, and say, my life is a mess, I'm getting divorced, and then start crying, right? However, if through the process, and I don't know, hopefully you're not getting divorced because I just pulled that out of thin air. You didn't tell me what kind of challenge you might be facing right now. But let's say you are getting divorced or someone is getting divorced, a yoga teacher. And as they're processing that experience, they recognize that, wow, all my life I've been looking for love from the outside. And I think it's really time for me to, to find that internal well and source first. That insight doesn't have to be fully integrated, but you need to feel like you've had a shift, an internal shift that you can share and that would be useful to your students. So I do think it would be appropriate to show up and say, as some of you may know, I'm going through a divorce right now, and it's been very challenging. I've had many days and weeks where, where I felt really confused and overwhelmed. And I want to share with you 
an insight that I had recently that has started to help me shift my relationship to this transition that I'm going through. And that is the awareness of how much I was looking for love outside, but not nurturing that relationship inside. So my invitation today is let's use this asana practice. Let's use this time together to check in with our internal relationship with self and spend some time feeding that and nurturing that. So I hope this makes sense that as a teacher, part of your role is to use viveka or discernment when you consider what topics to bring up in class. And to be honest with yourself, if you do get to a place where you aren't capable of letting the circumstances of your life fade into the background as you bring your intent to be of service and your intent to focus on your students into the foreground, if that becomes not possible, that's a time to take a break from teaching. I believe that we can be authentic without sharing every detail. And when you're in the thick of confusion, then sharing that with your students is probably not going to be helpful. It's going to be confusing for them. When you show up as a teacher, you're showing up as one angle of yourself, right? There's no situation where we show up as every multifaceted angle of who we are. We're all incredibly complex beings, and we shapeshift depending on our circumstances. So in the role of the teacher, it's not appropriate to put your students in a situation where they might feel responsible for caring for you. But that doesn't mean that you're not being authentic. It means you're choosing a specific angle of your lived experience to highlight. And if the challenge that you're going through is so encompassing that you don't have that capacity to switch between your focus like that, then yeah, then, then it's not the time to be teaching. But you didn't say that that's happening necessarily to you. So to answer your question, ask yourself, could sharing some of what I'm going through be useful to my students? And if the answer is yes, then invite that side of your lived experience to show up in the classroom. And if it's not useful to your students, then you are still you and the full spectrum of your experience is still there and present, but you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to highlight it. I hope that's a useful perspective. And again, I really appreciate the question because it's such a universal challenge. It's something that it's a question all yoga teachers will have to face at some point in their teaching career. And that's really my favorite thing about this new feature of inviting podcast listeners to submit questions for the podcast. Because if you have a question, then somebody else definitely has the same question, definitely has a similar conundrum or experience as you. And sometimes they don't even know how to articulate it yet. So even if your question doesn't feel smooth or polished, I invite you to 
go to my website and click on that button on the side that says record a question for the podcast. Raw and real and rough is totally welcome. Thank you for listening and thank you for caring enough to teach yoga.